This episode of the Boss Horse Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash Media or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the PC Muscle Race himself, Laron Dawkins. What's poppin'? Hi, Laron. Hey, Corey. You're wearing, you're wearing sleeves again. I know. I'm wearing, I'm wearing long-ass sleeves. I know. You are disappointing our very minimal female audience here okay you know you know you know if you want i'll, I'll go ahead and make it happen for the fans I'll, I'll go ahead and make it happen you know as a matter of fact while you introduce while you introduce like our, our, our other co-hosts i will do that i'll be right back mm, i don't mm, just turn this <laughs> camera off that's even worse uh so stephanie is out tonight uh because uh spoilers we've been recording a lot of things all week because the team is preparing to go to pax uh, PAX East, which will probably have happened by the time this episode airs, but uh, filling in for Stephanie is the one and only Celeste Roberts. Oh, I think there are a few Celeste Roberts, actually. I've, uh, I've nope. totally looked You're that the only up. one. Oh, thank you. You're the only one. I totally <laughs> didn't email the wrong Celeste the first time I ever emailed you about something. It's cool. <laughs> um, thank you for having me. Apparently... Your email address, oh. if you forget to put the uh, other, your one of your letters in, it emails somebody else. So, whoops. Uh, I almost said your email address on, on the show, and I was like, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you would have had to do some post, some post edit bleeping. I know. I know. But, and we all know how much I don't edit the shows. I uh, Exactly. <laughs> But we have a we have another very special guest. Uh, she's a YouTuber. She's a podcaster. Um, she's from the Great White North and moving to the Great Down South. Uh, <laughs> please welcome everybody. Our our guest Vex Electronica. Welcome to the show. Hi yo. Very excited to have you. This is exciting. I'm just wondering how you all found right. me. In all honesty, is it just the random so, tweeting I do? <laughs> I mean. No, actually, I think actually I found you for because we had we had uh, you interviewed Kara mm -hmm. a while ago and we also had her on the show. I saw and that, I, yes. I saw I saw your interview with her um, and she said that you would be a great podcast guest. So I said, OK, <laughs> why not? We're always oh, looking for new. Her now. <laughs> yeah, we're always. I mean, we're always looking for new people to hang out with and talk, talk about stuff uh, with. And for uh, real. you know, I think uh, just to shout out a couple of your things that I did watch the Hogwarts Legacy video that you did was really interesting. It's kind of like a non-biased look at the situation. Uh, mm -hmm. And then your Atomic Heart review is also very good. So, um, and Thank I know you, all, you. I know you also appear on a few podcasts. So, I mean, not that. Not that I need to tell people what you do. What do you tell people what you do? I guess is the. Is uh, the... Well, I mean, Corey, you basically just said it. So, uh, I do a bunch of things. I yes. So I was on a uh, this week in gaming podcast up until 
end of January. And I left that to kind of jumpstart my own solo venture. So that will be launch. It'll be a gaming news podcast again that will launch at the end of March. Uh, but until then, yeah, I do like a bunch of podcasts. I recently started a YouTube channel at the end of December. So I've been slowly kind of getting into content creation and making that. Um, aside from like the gaming angle of things, like I, I do a movie podcast on Mondays with a bunch of guys that I, I have a lot of love for. Um, I appear on another podcast, 8750 on Spotify. I mean, it was supposed to be a one-time thing and then turned into a permanent thing. So there's that. Uh, and then I just kind of, that sounds familiar. Uh, I just I pop around so I'm like you were mentioning that you have been recording a lot for the coming week and I understand that completely because I I'm literally on four to five podcasts a week so (laughs) and you work full time I do yes oh it's I mean it's a it's a you you got you do it for the love of the the content you know yeah Uh, you know what I just it's yes I sometimes feel like I'm a little bit drained but I have met so many people since I started podcasting and YouTubing and all that stuff and I genuinely have fun on all the podcasts I go on so to me it never feels like it's a waste of time at all because even if I don't talk to those guys as much anymore or don't revisit their show or anything it's just like it was time well spent because I had a good time Mm-hmm. So that's how I've always looked at it. Yeah, it's uh, we do we do a lot of podcasts like that around here, and like we actually had to cut back because of scheduling and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I was actually I was talking to somebody today because we used to do an Xbox podcast and a kind of like a retro nostalgia podcast, and I think out of all the things that we've kind of either put on hiatus or canceled those are the two that I miss the most for some reason. Um, and I don't know, someday, someday when we're rich and famous and this is all we do for our lives, uh, maybe we'll get back to that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, between boss rush podcasts after dark, all the boss rush presents stuff, the two Nintendo shows we do, the interviews that Celeste does like there, we, I mean, I understand the, <laughs> the grind and the commitment. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to like, I'm using like March to kind of be like, okay, I'm just going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. But then April it's like, okay, I really need to slow down because it's starting to, oh, it takes, it takes a lot of time. That's all time Mm -hmm. out of other things that I still, that I genuinely keep as more of a priority, but it's just like, I just keep putting on the back burner. So Mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, that's, that's what I do yeah it's uh it's 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 a lot we actually i think we actually cut this show down by in half like in terms of recording time because of all the other stuff that we were doing just because like between editing it and then all the other shows that we do like it just you know the show the show was cut in half and it's still 75 to 90 minutes long you know there you go and i think that's what a lot of people don't factor in when they jump into this is like Mm -hmm. outside of the actual content that you plan to make like it's it's basically like working a second job when it it comes to editing to scripting then if you want to like podcast with other people then there's all the content like the contact you got to do the marketing that you got to do on all the social media to make sure people are actually seeing your content so 
it, mm-hmm. it's it, it's like a second job essentially yeah, yeah it I'm, is i'm always i'm always slipping on like the, the marketing part like that's that's the part that always kills me you are it's no excuse Laron. step it up as soon as i found By out way, that you could schedule tweets on twitter it, it oh that solves so yeah. many problems yeah. for me <laughs> i i use i use buffer to schedule my tweets out uh it's like a third party platform and like you can gotcha. hook up all, you i mean for free for free you can hook up three social media accounts and do 10 posts per account at a time and so wow. that's what i do. that's what i do i don't even like i very rarely check twitter anymore i check it mm-hmm. maybe like because i know in terms of scheduling people i dm with people because i i try to email when i can but if i can't find the email i usually i dm them because it's gotcha. there and faster and easier and you know sometimes sometimes they dm me back sometimes you know like especially like somebody like like me who's a dude and you dm a female sometimes they like you're like well who's this creep and then just you know ignore you or block you even I mean, before I mean, they even read the creep. message and i'm like ah you are creep though i know i'm very creepy <laughs> um it's all about you, how you learn i guarantee you one of your ex-girlfriends agrees with me on that i, I guarantee you i mean sure why not i'm uh, sure I, i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry i i'm usually not this mean to Corey. i'm sorry this is an after dark topic Laurent. this is the wrong show to be talking about <laughs> There's oh, the title of your is, after dark now. Corey is a creep. <laughs> creepy. No, By it's just the way, creepy. Is the dress code more appropriate now? No. Yes. Yeah. What else do uh, I have to do? Do I need to do I need to uh, okay. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, Laron's just having a good time now. People are noticing <laughs> him. He's his head's blowing up. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have to zoom out soon. Uh I I I, I promise I'll I'll keep it together. Uh, sure, 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 sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if, so you do a lot of podcasts, you say, uh, Mm -hmm. do you want to, you want to shout them out real quick? Just so people that listen to us can find them. Sure. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I am on 8750, which you can find, um, exclusively on Spotify. That's pre-recorded and then uploaded. Uh, so I'm usually there at least once a week, generally. Uh, we've been reviewing The Last of Us, HBO's The Last of Us, um, since season episode one, sorry. Uh, so we just did our last review this week, and it was, yeah, went up yesterday, actually, on Spotify. Um, Mondays, I am on Mischief Mayhem Movie, where basically we just kind of like pick a movie and we just have fun reviewing it. Um, it's less of a review and just four of us dicking around, <laughs> in all honesty, for like two to three hours. Uh, so that's over on Cannoli Sasquatch Productions. That's a YouTube channel. Um, I also do a monthly podcast with his wife, which we call the Truly Female Perspective. Um, and that's usually the first Friday of every month. I'm also here and there on another channel called Roman of the Empire. He also, he's just, he's just an awesome nerd. That's really all he is. So he does a mix of um, comic book stuff, TV and movie um and like he does like action figure reviews as well uh and then i just yeah and then i just appear on other podcasts that want me on <laughs> in all honesty if it works with my schedule very cool and i like love, this one um, i love your coordination of the pink and the mint green by the way oh, thank you 
it's just my bedroom that's all it happens to be (laughs) (laughs) i love it though uh yeah and then i was doing yeah i was doing this week in gaming up until uh the end of january and that was on sundays before uh so when my new gaming podcast launches that'll just be i won't bother streaming because it just it cuts down um the editing hassle a lot not having to worry about video so that will just be like exclusively on um like the major platforms like spotify google apple all of that and it will just be like a bi-monthly overview of just all of the hottest gaming news that's basically what i was doing before but instead of weekly it's every two weeks that's awesome that's that's awesome uh we do have we have a couple of questions for you uh celeste do you want to start with your question while i pull up the other ones because i didn't update the doc so i have to go search for them i'm a terrible <laughs> well, host Be- bex electronica that is a badass name and thank you it- if you're willing to unlock the secret or share the secret, what inspired that name? It's just my gamer tag. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. I, I love it, it though. I, it uh, sounds like I, a badass female protagonist of a video game. <laughs> I just, I like, I like trance and like electronic music. And then I was just like, I don't, I read, I was reading a novel and I just, I remember that one of the last words on a page I'd read, read that day was like vexed. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of a cool word. So I just put them together and then I just all social media. If you see the, the tag vex electronica, you know, it's me. <laughs> that is cool. I, 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 thought, I like I, I love that word. I thought I thought you're going to be a huge Destiny fan because the one of the enemy races in Destiny are called the Vex. And that is what a lot of people thought when that game did first come out. And there's even a Vex clan that I would like occasionally play with here and there when I did still play Destiny. But no, it's just just a massive coincidence. Nice. I, I love I love it. It's OK. You can stay. Um <laughs> Or is a big Destiny person. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just... I've noticed by the dedicated Destiny podcast, <laughs> yeah. which is insane. Yeah. I, like, I knew Destiny was big, but I didn't know it was... Yeah, there's... Yeah. I like After I saw that you had a dedicated podcast to it, I started looking into it, and there's entire just fan pages, there's entire websites, and there's stuff dedicated to the daily drops and everything. I was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, if, Destiny really did blow up. <laughs> yeah, if I wasn't if I wasn't doing all the Vosra stuff, I would definitely probably exclusively be doing Destiny stuff. That, really? That, yeah, I I actually just got I actually just got one of my lore books today. Hold on, it's show and tell time. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so I understand that Destiny has a lot of lore. I, okay, I've never played it. Mm-hmm. Have Have either of you played Destiny? I played Destiny oh. 1 on launch and I bought a lot of the DLCs and everything and then it just got stale for me so I stopped bothering with it and when they announced Destiny 2 I was like eh I'm, I don't really see a point but I did play some of it when they added it onto Game Pass temporarily and then I hit like a bug where it just wouldn't let me progress at all like I got I can't remember which DLC it was for but I had to get like all four of these armor pieces in order to progress to I guess a boss fight and no matter how many times I tried to reload it or redo it, it just wouldn't let me progress any further. So I gave up. What about you, Laron? Um, I I messed with Destiny like Destiny One as well, like at the very beginning. But uh, but my I just was not in the headspace for it. And um and like 
I'm slowly like drifting my way into like the Destiny Two space uh, because I did I did I did f around and spend like eighty bucks buying like on on that big on that big Steam sale they had and buying all that Destiny Two content. You know, it was like a boy because according because according to Corey and Josh and um and um Andre from uh, my co-host from the Crossroads show uh that was like one of the best deals that you can get for like all that content and stuff like that so mm-hmm. I, I threw down on that um and it hasn't been installed yet but it's there we're just waiting for me to start it up well, it's a start you bought like, it. Mo- monster hunter just when it comes to when it comes to games like that where it's like massive time drops like monster hunter usually takes up all my time true gamer i bought the game and never played it um <laughs> all right so i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna mm-hmm. show you i'm gonna show you all of the all my nerdy destiny books okay okay so this is this is the graphic novel that came out probably I don't know five or six years ago at this point. Uh, it came out when Destiny Two launched, okay. uh, and then they're releasing all of their lore books, like uh, all, like the entire backstory of Destiny, and like just deep dives on the different races and the characters and stuff. So this is one book, okay, and this this is the one it's I got an today. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's got all this cool art in it and stuff. And uh, yeah, this is the fifth one. And so this is this is my destiny reading. So uh, I also have I also have reading. There's a good thing. Yeah, I also have uh, five of the eight statues that are out right now and both art books. So I'm it's your favorite I'm, series, isn't it? It is. It is. I've kind of come to terms with that over the last year of like, I, I, I can't say that Destiny is like my favorite game of all time, but I think maybe Destiny might be my favorite game of all time. <laughs> what would be the second? <laughs> all, what would be the second all of one? the extra stuff begs to differ. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, look, if I wasn't married and had two kids and trying to buy a house this year, I would have spent like $250 on the headset and the mouse pad that came out with Lightfall because they're super awesome. But I would get in so much trouble. So I didn't. That That's me with, uh, with Devil May Cry. I would totally have mm. a bunch of Devil May Cry statues if it weren't for the mm. fact that I had actual bills to pay. <laughs> Did you see the new one that just came out? Or that's I've, coming yeah, out. Yeah, I saw. There's a new Dante statue that came out recently that I've just. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep. I keep dropping. Not. Not even dropping hints. I keep telling my husband, "Hey, this would be a really great anniversary gift." Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there, guys. <laughs> so, so Corey, I'd, what would be your runner-up game? Then I'm sorry, Vex. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. I mean, Zelda. I mean, probably. I mean, Zelda. Zelda. I would argue would be my number one usually, but I just all this destiny stuff. Although I do have a Hylian shield downstairs in a box that's waiting to be hung up. So what am, what do I know? You know, who's to say Who who's to say? So at least I didn't say kingdom hearts. Although mm-hmm. I do like, although I do like kingdom hearts and the round. Makes yeah. I would have liked kingdom hearts a little bit better. I'm not a Zelda fan at all. In all honesty, Oh no! Oh no! Sorry, Celeste, it's sorry. Celeste works for another Zelda podcast. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's I like I don't yes, exclusively okay. hate on anything. I just I never got into it. Like I I had it on my Game Boy when I was a kid. I tried it then, and I had some friends that had it on uh, uh, the GameCube. Was it the GameCube? 
one of the older Nintendo. I just couldn't get into it. It's just not my cup of tea. That's all. That's okay. That's, That's there's so many games out there. There you go. Yeah. So many games. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Yeah. I don't. It's okay to be wrong. Well, I, I I don't believe in forcing people to like stuff that I like. Like uh, sometimes, because I you I've say, been, say it again louder for those that, that in what? the back they couldn't well, hear you. I've You're not a true internet connoisseur, Celeste. Well, I've been I've been on the receiving end of things like that. So um, one something that makes me very uncomfortable and will actually turn me off from something is if someone forces it down my throat. Even if I had a, like even the slightest interest in it, like I've had friends who were obsessed with Harry Potter, Star Wars, just different different things. And if I've the, said, oh, the, I've never... those friends being Corey, Corey Derrick, right? Those, no. those friends, because all <laughs> like... that stuff you just mentioned, that's him. It's me. No, just um, a few. Of I told them. you we're 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 like we're like best friends. We're BFFs. Yes, really. we are. We are long distance so... BFFs. So like in high school when, um, yes, this is true. Uh, in high school, if I told people who were into those things, oh, you know, I've never seen that. If we were supposed to do something else when I went to their house, suddenly it was, oh, You're oh, doing no. the, the other thing. You're, I'm going to force you yeah. to watch these things. And uh, it's not like I would never say, all oh, right, I'm going to force you, Vex, to sit here and watch me play Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I'm totally in the you. same boat as you. Yeah, you and I would not actually... be friends if you ever forced me to to watch you play Ocarina of Time. You will, you and I will not be friends. And Laurent likes to be forced to do things. We've established that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the wrong show to say that, man. I know. I know I'm just messing around. Oh, good times. I'm in trouble. Do we Celeste have more questions me, for Vex? Celeste giving me the mom, the mom eyes. Like, do we? Do yeah. we have more questions for Vex? <laughs> <laughs> She's the most important person on the episode. I know we do, and I got distracted. So, um, hold on one second. Yes, Deshaun writes in. He says, "I need to know what y'all do when you create characters in games." This isn't really for you. This is for everybody, I guess. Uh, do y'all take your time or play as the opposite sex? Y'all good. I, I like Deshaun. He's a he's a nice young man. Yeah, I've been trying. I've been begging that dude to come on the crossroads. Just you know, just, even if he just wants to be on for like twenty minutes. Well, I mean, I don't. I'll I'll tell you something off air. I don't know if it's appropriate to tell on a podcast, but uh, yeah, yeah, don't, no, don't, yeah, don't do uh, it. Don't divulge, don't divulge his business like that. No, we only divulge our own business. Um, so I I guess I'll start. I guess uh, I actually really take my time usually and i always play as a woman if possible for some reason. really yes why because i don't like, know the the look i mean w- women i've had this conversation with friends before like female friends um i'm, I'm heterosexual but uh the female form is a very attractive form i mean it's just appealing it's just nice Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything nice. for me, but it's just, I mean, it's like, oh, this is pleasant. It's visually like a, pleasing. Yes. It's just, yes. It's visually pleasing. It's aesthetically pleasing. It doesn't do anything for me, you know, in a after dark sort of way, but <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Man, maybe we should have recorded after dark first. This is a. Uh... Right? <laughs> That's why I'm being very coy with how I phrase things. So, so I was, I, I was wondering if maybe that was why you liked playing as. Yeah, I don't really know why I started doing that. The first game I really noticed me doing that was Mass Effect, actually. I don't really like I just don't really know why I just always 
did that. Like I did that with Hogwarts Legacy. I've did I've done it with other games. My destiny character is a female. I, I just I just do. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I had some traumatic experience that I just no. There's no. There's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it's always interesting. Yeah, to traumatic me. experience that made you decide to start gender bending. Okay. Hey, you know, I do what I do. Uh, but you know, I I don't know. I just I maybe it's because I find a female voice more comforting. I don't know. Maybe hmm. I just am an a weird person. I don't know. That's nothing well, weird. Well, one thing I can attest to is weird. like, uh, like, like for in mass, using Mass exam, uh, Mass Effect as an example, uh, mm-hmm. using using the female dialogue goes a lot harder than the male di- dialogue goes. <laughs> True. And it and it like and it like, I mean, I was like, how old was I when Mass Effect came out? Like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. What when did Mass Effect come out? Two thousand seven. Mass Effect came out in two thousand seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, so I wasn't 2005, so I, 2006, 2007. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't like a like a horny teenager or anything. It was just like, oh yeah, lesbians in a video game. You know, like probably most people yeah. are they're like that sometimes. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I've asked guys that question too because I I I've played with a lot of guys that prefer making a female character no matter what, and they're just like, oh, I, I don't know. So I used to in all. Oh, in go all ahead, fairness, good. Go no, no. In all fairness, it's a common thing, and you don't have to, you know, explain have... yourself for it. Yeah, there we Rashi. go. Or have things have happened to you. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. No, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like, in a in a sense, that I'm weird like that. Like I, I like to like, you know, I mean, with guys, you can only have so many hairstyles or like whatever. And I'm like, I want, I want cool hair. I want some sort of cool outfit. I want some sort of, and then I'm just like, oh, well, I'm just playing dress up at this point. Maybe that says something else about me. And it's fine. No <laughs> I'm worries. You mentioned that because I thought, I'm glad you mentioned that because like one thing that's always like kind of irked me and this is not, and this is not me wanting to cross dress or anything. Let me just go ahead and preface that right now is like, it's always, it's always like wild. Like how many different styles of like clothes that women have and all, all men have is shirts, Pants and jackets. Mm-hmm. That's true. You mean you you didn't get you didn't get into the uh, the what was the male version of the skirt called the Mert phase? No. Remember, no. like the when late two thousand phase. The like the late two thousands when like no I, the there was a couple times I saw it where like Ashton Kutcher was like wearing one and like so, uh, who else was wearing one? Someone else was if wearing one. Gonna, if you're just gonna do that, just wear just wear a damn kilt. Like that's what I w- I would I would gladly wear a kilt. But then you'll offend the Scottish people, Laron. <laughs> I probably would, but you know what? Guess what? I have I have very athletic calves, so you know what? I'll rock that shit. <laughs> Prove it. I think the skirt is coming back for men though, because I've uh, like uh, was Harry Styles. He's been wearing Ooh. dresses and stuff a lot, even though he's. I think he's a straight male. Um, yeah, he, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like he, I believe he, I believe he hasn't like come out with any alternative pronouns or anything. But you know, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about him sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he's just weird to me. That's all he is. Yeah, he is weird. Yeah. He's weird. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, and why weren't you weird when you're in one direction? How? Why is it you broke off and you know now you're this? It's like, uh, like it's it's kind of a shock for me. Yeah. You know what it is? It's the the boy bands have to have a specific image. I don't know if you've seen um, that documentary yes. on 
was it BTS? I think it was, right? It was one of the Korean bands. But it's like uh-huh. when they're when they're signed on and they form and everything, there's like a very strict um, I guess like appearance and persona that they're supposed to have in order to keep, you know, selling tickets and selling records and selling merch and everything. And it's it's the same mm-hmm. reason why Disney stars go off the fucking deep end as well <laughs> as soon mm-hmm. as they leave Disney. It's because there's no longer someone like nitpicking at everything you do to ensure that you're crossing right. off things on a checklist so we all saw what happened to miley and Brittany. so there you go and Lindsay. <laughs> yeah man she's pregnant by the way did you see that yeah i know it's, i'm glad the cocaine didn't her. fuck her up permanently yes yeah. oh man good times it's not mine but you know i'm sure it was a good time um what about you guys you guys what do you guys do when you create characters do you give them voices? Um, if they don't have, I one. do play around. With, I do play around with the voice, with the vocalizer. I do play around with that. Yeah, I do too. If it's an option, uh, usually I will just like make a female that is a hotter version of me, hmm. and then if I can, if there's an option with the fantasy ones, I'll make sure they have purple skin. That's about it. Hmm. That's usually what I do. I just want, I just want a hotter version of me, and yeah, that's all you can do. I'm exactly. like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, hmm, I'm ugly. Let's make someone who's part wedge. Exactly. Let's take me from a five to a ten in a video game. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> if you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. I used to be one of those people that, you know, like, like, you know, like would create female characters or always choose the female, the female character if it was there. But, um, but I got into trouble a, a long time ago because, oh uh, because I would also like just, uh, you know, like in online environments, you know, like I would just, I would just act like I'm a girl, you know, in real life and stuff like that, you know, and when I'm actually a guy in real life and, uh, and, and almost, and almost accidentally had someone like fly from from California to Virginia, you know, like they were they were that ready. And I was like, and the fa- and the sad part was, is like I was being friendly. I wasn't even being flirty or anything, you know. I was just being friendly, but I was just in the mode, you know, like yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm into this. I like this, you know, like you know, like. But the problem is, like we were too we were too alike because like we were like Dragon Ball and anime and all sci fi stuff. And, and and he's sitting here over in California, like man, I found the one. <laughs> hold on hold on hold on i feel like there's a whole there's a whole bunch of things that had to happen from a guy seeing your female character to him wanting to fly halfway across the country for you okay all right so i'm just gonna lay it out i'm just gonna lay it out so uh so early internet okay and this and this is yeah early internet yeah this is back in 2004 the first monster hunter game uh, me and my roommate, we we played Monster Hunter, and we both we both like well because like I was naturally picking female characters. That was back when I was still doing that thing. I don't do it. I don't do it even half as much anymore now. Um, 
So like, so like we both, and just because we live together, we were like, you know what? We're playing as female characters. Everybody keeps assuming we're females. So like, so like, we'll just, we'll just play the role and everything. Right. And so like, we wound up, we wound up squatting up with some people and stuff like that, you know, like, and we just roll with the persona and stuff like that. And because we're roommates, we're like, okay, we're, we're also sisters and all this stuff. Right. So we were just <laughs> playing games talking you know and you know just being mindful that yeah like they think that we're a girl so we should we should you know be kind of girlish you know and stuff like that it was no big deal like i said like i was never in the in the, never trying to lead anybody on or have them thinking this or that or whatever um and yeah so like you know like like just you know just being friendly you know like last episode, episode of dragon ball was amazing or you know like or you know like whatever whatever pop culture thing was going on stuff like that and like one time like it was just me and this, me and the guy <laughs> and uh we were playing online because nobody else could get online and stuff like that so you know like we're just in the lobby just like chatting and stuff and all of a sudden like the questions he started asking were getting more like really personal to the point where i was like man i can't i can't even keep up with all the lies anymore <laughs> so uh, and uh and just and just eventually it got to it got to a point where uh it got to a point where like i did not get on for a few days and so my roommate was on and then and then my roommates are like hey man like he's been looking for you like what what what's going on what'd you do what'd you say to him and stuff like i'm like i didn't say a thing to him but he obviously wants to say some things to me (laughs) oh man so it got um so it it got it got awkward. I you know like I like, I I I hate to think that I hurt somebody's feelings because like I was being this uh, not not genuine, you know stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that was when I stopped playing as female characters after that incident. Uh, Don't let it. That's fucked you. up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 went from I like- just wanted to play as a female to I'm going to pretend to be a female to I'm going to pretend to be females with my roommates. And catfish a dude okay. on Monster Hunter. Okay, so uh, I did not catfish anybody. I did not catfish anybody. You know, I can't. I can't help it because my because because my skills are so good and everything, right? So you know, like I, it was like the gaming trifecta. You know, like like a good video gamer uh, into into manga and anime and some all that other nerdy shit. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I can make this work. Mm-hmm. Cat, catfish a dude. Let's face it. Cat- Catfishing okay. is a process of luring someone into a relationship by means of a fictional online persona. I wasn't trying to have a relationship, just, though. That's the problem. Well, you, you said you were friend, acting like a, friend, a girl. Friend. What? <laughs> I'm just we're picking you. on you. We're picking on you. <laughs> I well, see. Welcome to the yeah. show, Vex. <laughs> I feel like you're really glad you had shown up. Man. Man, no. Uh, I'm going to be up half the night thinking about this now. <laughs> well, don't don't let this one incident prevent you from playing Laron, as a female character. No, Leron logs into that game as the character, and that guy is just logged in too, and he's the only one left playing the game. And he's like, "Hey, baby, where you been?" <laughs> hey, stranger. It would be so funny. It would be so funny because like Monster Hunter servers have been down. The, the original Monster Hunter game server has been down for like over a decade now. It would be so funny if I logged on to one of like the the makeshift servers that you know like the fans have like have like brought back and stuff like that and, yeah. and find that dude. That's funny. Ah. Yeah. So yeah. So honestly, that incident right there like gave me pause. So you know, like if 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 the game only has a female character option, you know, of course, like I got to roll with it and stuff like that. But I got out of the habit of making female. 
unless I'm making an alternate character, like for example, like um, like I haven't done this in a while in Monster Hunter, but there was a, there was a time when like I I got to such a high level and stuff that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make a Smurf account and then I make that a female. Mm. But usually, but usually that Smurf account, I never take that Smurf account online. Usually, you learned your lesson there. On I'm proud of you. I did. I did. Uh. Oh, one last note. I also like the last two games I played. I let my I let my daughter create my character. So my character in Disney Dreamlight Valley is literally my daughter running around with like a princess Aww, gown. And a, that, and a that's wizard pretty hat. precious, though. That yeah. is adorable. She loves Which... it. She, she hated it at first because I didn't have anything unlocked because all she wanted to do was run around with Anna and Elsa and, you know, the uh, 20 other characters that are in the game. And I didn't have any of them unlocked because we just started. And that's not how it works. Uh, oh, also, in my defense, like uh, in Monster Hunter, like the female armors look so much better than the male armors. Yeah. Except I cannot that's what get I noticed down in Destiny. Destiny had better female clothing drops than the male characters did. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, uh, I, I, the only the only thing I couldn't get down with in Monster Hunter are the ones that look like actual dresses. I don't I don't wear those. So I guess that'd be my tomboy quality right there. Okay. Uh, Destiny actually has gotten away from the gender specific armor. It all pretty much looks the same now. Why? Aww. Why they do that? Uh, because they are very adamant about being like gender agnostic and super inclusive to everybody, and they think that that is that turns people okay, off. I get from that. I get that, but you know, like for people who like 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 me who like to be fashion hunters and stuff in Monster Hunter, like shit. I mean, like if uh, if the female has some badass looking armor, it's probably going to sway me to want to play the female version of that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the character creator in Destiny still sucks. Sorry, Destiny, but your character creator is terrible. I'm all about a good character creator. By the way, where's Character Creator Simulator at? Where's that game? There's a simulator for everything else. You mean The Sims? No, not The Sims. <laughs> she got you. I don't want to no, play the right. game. That is The Sims. <laughs> I, got I, you. I, got do, you. I do have to say Monster Hunter World's character creator is like one of the best character creators I've ever seen. So is Mass Effect Andromeda's is pretty good, too. Yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda's was nice. Yeah. Before, after the patch. Yeah. So. Um. All right. Well, oh, I have one more question. I have to pull it up. Uh, Sam Hall writes in. He said he asks, uh, "What drew you to creating content on the internet when the internet is so flush of content?" Okay, so when the virus happened, um, mm. I was not working for four months because we shut down completely. So I was like, "Hey, I'm already playing games just on a." regular basis i'm just gonna try doing it on twitch so i was twitch streaming for about a year um and then i just did not like the interface i didn't like a lot of the people i was coming across so i left that and also work was picking back up so it's just like i didn't have the time and uh about a year after that um because i kept in touch with some of the people that i had i had met there so one of them like uh, in the small group that i did keep in touch with they're like hey like this leader of the stream team that we were in um he just got like exposed like really hard i'm like oh so there was a lot of drama that got flushed up over that and one of those guys invited me on to like 
I just be like a spotlight person on the podcast he had. Um, and then we got into a really good conversation there. And he was like, hey, like, I've been thinking about making a podcast. Would you want to be my host? And I was like, sure. Uh, so first it was just like us just like having conversations for a few months. And then the conversation started to drift more and more towards gaming. And then we're like, hey, let's just turn this into a gaming news podcast. And that's how it happened. Um, I'd also just wanted to try YouTube in general um like for a while and i was just finally literally like fuck it i'm just i didn't i didn't think about it i literally just made a video and posted it on new year's eve that's it (laughs) and then it just it took off kind of on its own from there because i started i got a twitter and i started using twitter a lot more um and that's how i found all of these other creators that i collaborate with just through twitter (laughs) um so that's that's part of the reason. And then the other reason I kept with it is especially when it comes to gaming news. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but a lot of the major outlets like Game Informer or Wired or IGN, there seems to be a pretty significant drop in the quality of the reviews in the sense that uh-huh. now mm-hmm. there is a very specific bias to a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff they put out there. They, Yeah, which, I know IGN... Um... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I know IGN oh, no, you're good. really outsources a lot of their reviews now um, because their team either has either left or they have their small core team of people and they outsource mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like uh, Tim, the tie guy, who is the host of the Iron Lords podcast, uh, did the Destiny review, um, mm-hmm. but he also runs that website and also did the review there. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, man, I, that only comes to mind because he got ripped to shreds for that review. Um, really? Why? Uh, because, like, I'm not 100% sure why I think just the Internet is angry, but he also gave it a six out of ten, which is, in my opinion, low for that, even though. Lightfall, it, the campaign itself was not as good as the Witch Queen. I think the surrounding content is a lot better for a mm-hmm. first season in the year. And uh, I think a lot of people just think that he uh, rated it a little low, uh, especially with the expansions that came before the Witch Queen. I think Lightfall is much better than those ones. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he got he got shredded on that, especially because like, the Iron Lords uh, podcast, like the, the Iron Lords, are known for their Destiny podcast, the last word. Yeah, uh, and we're actually trying to do some sort of content with them uh, at nice. some point. But um, I'm just waiting on like like everything. I'm just waiting on responses from people. That's like that's what makes me so like anxious. Is like. I just want a response because like if I don't respond to somebody right away, I get really anxious and then I know I'll forget. So I just respond right away. But- Dude, I do the same thing. Even if it's a no, I'll just grace you with at least a no. So you because I yeah. I pick up exactly on what you're putting down right now. It's like, yeah. what if they're like fretting over it or they're worrying about it? So I might yeah. as well just dignify them with some sort of answer and then we can both forget about it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I. uh where we, I think we're gonna do a Tower Krasrol's cross last word episode at some point uh, in April when things die down. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just like they're so known for their like that. 
Iron Lords. That's literally a faction in Destiny. Like that's that's where they were founded. It was like their Destiny stuff, and the fact that they are so hardcore and they graded this, uh, you know, review so low was like really surprising to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's just what you get when you outsource something. But also, like, I think it's two sides of the same coin, though, right? It's like you want somebody who knows the game. Like, you don't want some, you know, somebody who's obsessed with Mario to go play Destiny for 20 hours and try to, you know, review it, right? Because they don't know. They don't know what's going on uh, because of the way Destiny is structured now. It's like a it's like a serialized thing. Like if every week there's a new mission that progresses the story and after the season or after the year is over, that content goes away and you just progress. And yeah, I mean, that's uh, side tangent. That's a big problem with destiny right now is onboarding new players or lapsed players, but it's a conversation for a different day. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I don't think these outlets are what they used to be really even game informer. Mm-hmm. I really, I really used to love game informer and I actually still watch some of their old content uh, on their YouTube channel. Um, we're actually uh, trying to schedule Andrew Reiner for this show at some point in the near future. Um, he's at Gearbox now. <laughs> he wanted to wait for some announcements from Gearbox before he came on. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just feel like ever since that kind of the old guard has left these uh, places and they just are outsourcing or hiring people for pennies on the dollar i don't know if you saw what ign was paying for news stories no. like for outsourced news story it was like what twenty dollars per news story to Jeez, outsource that's nothing. it i know Jeez. especially when like the people who were doing reviews for them back in like the early 2000s were saying they were getting seven and eight hundred dollars per like review and like four and five hundred dollars per like story they were putting up <laughs> because mm-hmm. It's just like, man, I don't know. And I think that's why people go to people. People gravitate towards these micro communities, you know, and because they care. Uh, not that the big outlets don't care, but it just feels like people kind of care more. You know, I don't know. Well, it's like it's if you're outsourcing for that kind of thing, it's also a matter of like you don't really care as long as the content comes up on your website at the end of the day. You've got a name. You want to keep it at the top. So and that explains how IGN is literally like the first on like 20 different topics on their website. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it just it shows that they don't care. They just want the clicks at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. But yeah, I just didn't I didn't like the bias and this Mm -hmm. drop in quality that was coming across in a lot of the gaming community and even like YouTubers that got really big off of gaming. You can see there's even like, they just mm-hmm. don't, they just don't care anymore. So yeah. I just wanted to kind of bring back that honest take on like gaming news. And that's what I tried to do with this week in gaming. And that's what I'll be doing on my new podcast is just give things as they are no fluff, no bias. So you can like make your own opinion. Like the, like this whole Activision blizzard thing is like a perfect example is it's usually like, Sony fanboy saying this and then Xbox fanboy saying that, but it's just no one's really taking every side of this and giving you <laughs> all the information so you can come to your own decision. Yeah. So plus, that was like the the big reason that I, I kind of kept going with it. Yeah. Plus at the end of the day, it's like it's just billionaires screaming at each other because <laughs> they want more toys to play with I, at the end of the exactly. day. Exactly. 
I've not worked in the game industry, but at a, at a previous company that's related to the tech industry, we had to write blogs and we were taken over by a European uh, sector of marketing, trying to market to American consumers. And it was, we were an American company and it just didn't, I mean, I felt bad for them, but I, it was almost like they saw strategies that they were reading about online and not really using critical thinking. And they're like, Oh, it doesn't really matter if people are reading our blogs. It just matters if they're on the page. And Uh a lot of us were pushing back. Like, look, I I get it. You're reading some thought piece on LinkedIn or you're studying SEO and you think you understand American marketing. I I don't mean to sound rude, but a lot of our salespeople are, were begging us, please, can you write something specific about our product? Can you please, it's okay if this reaches only five people. These are the five people we want and who are interested in our product. We're not for everybody, which is true. Exactly. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's. I understand That's... SEO is important, but it was all about that. And we were writing blogs that almost had nothing to do with what we were putting out. And that did not sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem I have too is um, like, I, I yeah, I understand that SEO means a lot, but if you want to put out quality as well, if you actually want word to spread about whatever you're selling or whatever you're talking about. So even when I put out all of my game reviews, like I, I put them on Substack now, like I don't care if it gets like two or three clicks. I know that I've put out exactly what I want an audience to look at. It's going to be relevant. It's not going to be clickbaity. And you'll get just an honest take of things. So yes. that's that's why yes. like as I'll look into SEOs for like how to push my YouTube videos out a little bit more, but it's like at the end of the day it's it's the content that will it's how all these YouTubers get big. It's not clickbait or anything. The people that actually watch your content will stick around long term if it's quality. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yep. so people aren't stupid. They Yeah, they exactly. Can they can smell fluff. Exactly. Yeah, that part. 100%. And you know where where I work too, like Celeste said, like that's that's what we're trying. Like, I work for a an IT content creation company. That's that's what my job is, and we try to kind of explain to the companies that we work with. Like, they sometimes they wonder why their numbers aren't high, you know, in terms of you know whatever. And we we're like, look, your specialty is edge computing. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just using that as an example because that's what we're really mm-hmm. pushing right now at work. Um, not like that is a kind of like a newer technology that is being explored in the space or re-explored or wh- however you want to say it. Like there's only a few companies in the world that are exploring this space, which means the audience for this is even smaller. So like any numbers you get are going to be great numbers, you know? And we yeah, try yeah. we try to push that aspect instead of numbers. Not that like the numbers are bad by any stretch. I would kill for our stuff to get numbers <laughs> like the numbers that we get at work. But like, you know, I some of these com- companies like, you know, like Intel, a multi-billion dollar company, like expects big numbers all the time across the board. And it's like, well, yeah. this subsection of Intel is doing this small project and we're doing a small project for the small project like your numbers aren't going to be like you're not going to get tens of thousands of views on this right it's just like yeah it's not what that's not (laughs) you know so you got to kind of be reasonable with this stuff and and like realistic with what your expectation is as well right so 
Yeah, I just I notice this a lot in like even just some of the other YouTubers and podcasters that I've like collaborated with or chatted with. It's it's all about the numbers and not so much how can I improve my content so that I can keep and maintain and grow those numbers instead. Right. It's a race to it's the just, bottom. Exactly. Like you really got to just start from the bottom and just like I have the constant mindset with everything I put out there that I can do better. So even if I thought like my atomic heart review was great, I look I look through it. I'm just like, I could have fixed this. I could have said this instead. I could have tweaked this. I could have done this when I was editing. So I'm always looking for the for the next edge because that's ultimately all that matters, right? Just put out quality and people will come. Yeah. There uh-huh. you go. And I mean, there there are ways that you can marry SEO and popular topics mm-hmm. with your niche market. There there are strategies for that, but. This whole, we're not worried. We just want people to come to our site. If I'm on a site and I'm confused and I don't understand what the message is, I'm leaving that site. You're leaving. Yeah. yeah. You got me there, but I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's so. like, what was the point of getting all those clicks <laughs> if I'm not sticking around? Yeah. Fair, right. It's empty numbers. Exactly. It's. Yeah. I've it's always, great. I've always been like, I'd rather, I'd rather like organically grow, not just like, not just like fluff it and you know and like and like let it explode and then like see like the, the trickle down you know that happens mm-hmm. right if, if, if i'm trickling down i want to trickle down because like i'm just not putting out good content you know what i mean i don't want it to be like boom like a million a million followers a million subs or whatever and then all of a sudden i wake up one day and it's like forty thousand. it's like mm, you know yeah. what happened you know mm-hmm. yeah plus you got to realize certain you don't Oh, go ahead. Lewis. I was, I was just, gonna, just, just to finish that off. I was just gonna say. Also, you don't grow from that. You don't because you don't realize where you made your mistakes at. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, like a lot of people don't even bother looking for those mistakes because, again, I find yeah. a lot of people are just like, "I'm right already. I had, yeah. I got this many views, so that means I'm okay. I don't have to innovate. I don't have to change. I'm mm-hmm. good." And then they wonder, like, "Oh, why are, why are my videos hitting the algorithm? Why isn't anyone seeing my tweets?" You know, it's. Yeah. So yeah, everything well, I've well, done, I've done organically. Why saying it sucks. Exactly. Even worse, why I saying it sucks because like they they don't they don't they didn't take the time to understand their they didn't take the time to understand their audience and they didn't take the time to understand their own content. There you go. Yeah. Don't get don't get me started. But Corey, <laughs> we did have some more questions. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, on where in the Discord or on Twitter? On or? Twitter, actually. Uh huh. Uh, so. Subtle Deviancy asks, uh, can the Scarlet Vexer confirm or deny that her window is being a portal to the supernatural? I feel like this is uh, some sort of inside joke. For- yes. Shout out to Subtle uh, subtle de- Deviancy. Um, so this this window I have behind me is just it's always in the background when I'm podcasting. And it's it's an inside joke on basically every every podcast I'm on that it's probably there's someone out there watching me right now because I live in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So no, it's not a portal to another dimension. I'm pretty sure. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's very specific. That is a very much an inside joke. Yes. Um, (laughs) We do have like a a question of substance. Did you read Christians? I don't think you read Christians question. Oh no, man. How did I miss all these questions? It's been a busy day. I brought you. Thanks, Celeste. (laughs) What would I do without you? Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'd love to hear about your guest process for podcast production from planning to release and promotion of an episode. This is our friend, uh, Christian from the franchise festival podcast. Yeah. All right. Also a patron. Um, 
Thank you for your patience. I... Oh, nice. Uh, so I, I just like make. Okay, so I made a whole new email just to track all of my podcast stuff. Um, so what I do is I have like a master doc where I just jot down idea, like video ideas or podcasting ideas. And then for the videos, I'll pick if one of those really hits home and it's usually a hot topic because that's I also try to play with whatever is popular on Twitter or, or on YouTube. Um, I'll take that and I will start with the script right away. So the script usually will take me about over the course of the week, I'll work on it. So it goes from just, you know, point form notes to like a full actual script by the end of the week. Then I usually just record that and then clip everything together with uh, like as it goes and I tweak it right um, inside the scripting. I have like my little notes on like, here's a clip I want to put here or a picture I want to put here or this is what I want to cut to here kind of deal. Um, and then I just put it together and publish it. Um, for podcasting, it works a little bit differently. Like for the podcast that I just co-host with, there's a host that takes charge of that. Um, but like for like my movie po uh, podcast on Mondays, I put together all the research for like the fun trivia, the casting stuff, the the budget and like the gross income and all that stuff. Um, and I just put that in a doc. For my own, like the gaming podcast, though, that's something I build up over the week. So I just I find the links that I think will be like any any gaming news that comes my way. I'll save it. Um, and then once it's like the day before the podcast, when we're supposed to go live, I'll filter through and just be like, here's news that no one's really going to care about and just stick to the big things and put a rough script together for that to. Cause we did the full scripting at one point and it was just like, this sounds really fucking boring. <laughs> people want like people enjoy listening to people just have an honest and organic conversation. It's mm -hmm. okay if there's some pointers to get you to a certain point, but I just didn't like how it was. Um, it felt too mechanical and robotic. So um, now when I launch my new podcast, though, it'll be a little more because I'm no longer using the video format and I won't have a co-host anymore. It'll just be me. That will be more of a, a strict script for for that. And then, yeah, usually I just um, for videos, I play with whatever works with my viewerships because YouTube has all those analytics for you. So I'll usually try and post it through a hot time for when my viewers are on and then I will post stuff on twitter based on when the hot times are on all of the websites um i don't use instagram or facebook or anything i try to stay away from the the facebook related apps in all honesty so twitter is my main um kind of like advertising source right now and of course showing up on other people's podcasts so i will just like schedule a tweet usually between um 8 and 9 a.m in the morning because i get the best viewership and engagement um at that time and then Substack, um, I'm still trying to learn how to how to hit the sweet spot with Substack, but I'll usually just like post the Substack links um, in like the afternoon because I get moderate engagement there just to boost the the written part. Hmm. Yeah, cool. You're so thorough. I'm, yeah, I'm that's just more like, of a process than oh we do. Oh my gosh, that's like yeah. A no, I'm a. <laughs> I, I I yeah. I'm a little. Yeah, I'm I I'm overproductive, I guess. I don't I don't know how you want to put it, but no, you're no I'm just whenever I make content, like even it's if it's my I'm 
dead set on making the best content I can I can with the tools I have at the time. And again, mm. like it's just it's always improving on what I did before, right? So my goal is like I don't want to just put out a bunch of content out there that's just for the sake of having content. No, like if I'm doing this, I'm going to put out the best that I can and just learn and grow from from that. Excellent. That was that was like the big goal for me this year was to get everything organized because we've been doing things so just like sporadic <laughs> kind of for the last couple of years or so that I went through at the beginning of the year and just made docs for everything. Like, here's our episode list. Here's when they go out on Patreon. Here's when they go out on free feeds. Here's our bonus content. And like I made docs like <laughs> production docs and I don't know. It, it was a lot of work that I went through and did because I was tired of being unorganized. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just um, I know when I want to put stuff out, so I make sure to adequately organize my time to ensure that I get it out by then. So, like Tuesday to Thursday, I usually don't do much of anything because, like, I'm like those are my peak days at work. Um, but like Monday. Was it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Those are more where I'm able to adequately dedicate a little bit, little bit more time. So it's just I'm I can be very efficient when I want to be. <laughs> that, that that's it. While maintaining your sanity. Yes. What yeah. exactly? Um, I mean, it, it it kind of helps that already. Like I I work in an area where I'm always like mentally on my toes already so it's transferring a lot of skills that i already have from there into into this to keep me on on track for things and organized that's excellent that's you're gonna take over the world and i'm looking forward to it your name already is badass mm-hmm. so we need to bow down now Thank to you. our overlord just don't, <laughs> just don't lock me in a dungeon <laughs> just don't lock me in a dungeon somewhere <laughs> it's fine Everything's fine. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for all of the <laughs> all answering all the questions. And man, I can't believe we're already like an hour into this. Uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. Vex, you're our guest. Why don't we go your way first? Uh, what are you playing? Um. So despite putting out an Atomic Rush review, I have not fully finished Atomic Rush just because I did not have time to fully finish it. That's fair. <laughs> um, but like I'm I'm still playing my way through it. I've kind of I've got this week off because it's March break. Um, so I've just been uh, I'm taking a gaming break. I don't know if you guys experience like lulls every now and then, but I'm experiencing mm-hmm. a bit of a lull. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. taking a bit of a break. Um, I'll come back to it, but the next game on my docket is Romance Sylvania. <laughs> oh my gosh, Stephanie's playing that right oh now. Oh boy, Stephanie's playing that. <laughs> oh. um, I bought it. It's installed. I'll probably start it tomorrow. Um, but no, I've been following that uh, that creator page, like the publisher's page on Twitter for a while, and I'm pretty excited for that. So I'm gonna. That's the next game um, on my docket. That's that's cool. Yeah, Stephanie was trying to talk about it yesterday and she couldn't stop. Was it yesterday or was it last <laughs> week that she was talking about it? It was it last was, week. It was last yeah, week. Yeah, it was uh it was uh yeah, that game sounds interesting to say the least. Um yeah. Uh 
everything about it looks great and i'm not one for um like the the dating simulator games yeah i played boyfriend dungeon last year and i absolutely fell in love with it oh Oh, my goodness i fell in love with that game and i was i saw this and i was like i'll spend 30 bucks on that sure (laughs) sure no problem (laughs) why not uh celeste what are you what are you doing with your life um, I've been trying to play games a little bit more, um, as I can. I'm very much looking forward to Tears of the Kingdom. And today, the day that we are recording this podcast, a few hours before we started recording, I pre-ordered Tears of the Kingdom at my GameStop. So, All right. Yeah, I, I usually just, sometimes I pre-order Zelda games. Sometimes I just pick them up. But, um, Timmy, my boyfriend was saying, uh, maybe just not to risk it, maybe pre-order it and you get a freebie with it it looks like a like a wooden slate or something mm-hmm. but i recently finished valhalla which coffee talk is inspired by it's that bartending cyberpunk game that kind of like a visual novel have y'all played it no uh, I haven't. i've heard of it though it's very good if you like that electronica kind of music which i think vex would enjoy it's it's about I don't know, it's about like six to ten hours long um you mix drinks it's um a little bit more mature themed than coffee talk and the storyline's great the dialogue's great you have to be okay with not so much action like are you okay with reading a lot mixing drinks pentiment was one of my favorite games last year and that was basically all reading so like yeah i'm totally okay totally on board with that it's good it's it's relaxing too it's something it's nice to play um at the end of the day you just want to wind down and I had started this game a few months ago, put it down. I maybe got it like an hour in and I, I just restarted it this week, Kentucky Route Zero, because it mm. is on Game Pass. And I, I believe very good things about that. I believe this is the last month it's on Game Pass. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna try to play it some more this weekend. But I'm on chapter two or act two. It's I don't even know how to describe it. It's uh you can walk around, but again, it's a lot of a lot of reading, a little bit of action. I don't know if it picks up later, but um, I believe if you live in Kentucky or you're familiar with Kentucky, it actually reflects some real roads in Kentucky. Okay, hmm. so I I like the narrative games. To be honest, I'm I'm okay taking a break from like I don't have to have like bam bam action in every game. I'm if you can give me just a good story, that's really all I need. The, exactly. I, that's really all I need to enjoy a game. And uh, Timmy and I also played a few rounds of games on Clubhouse Games. It's still going strong, everybody. Clubhouse Games is still going strong on the Switch. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> yes, his favorite is billiards, and mine mm. is um, Hit and Blow or something, which sounds way more suggestive than I intend it to be. It's one of those uh, used deductive reasoning to figure out which pieces are left based on color and uh, patterns. And it's, I don't know. It, it has card okay. games on there too. It has card games. It has, have you heard of it? I, I The games? name registers, but I didn't know it was for the Switch. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like 51 games. Like uh, you can play solitaire. You can play blackjack. You can play checkers. You can play chess. Okay. Um, Uno, all these games, you can play it by them. You can play them by yourself. You can play them with a friend or uh, up to three extra friends. It's fun. I don't know. It's just... friends. You have three friends? <laughs> I don't. I'm never coming back this on this guy. podcast. This again. guy. <laughs> this guy. Never, never coming back. He's on all podcast. knives out tonight, eh? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to send you a questionable gift from a questionable website so you can explain it to your wife. How oh, about no. that? 
No, because it'll have your name on it, and then she'll just ask me why you're sending it to me. <laughs> she'll be like, you could move your ass down there. And I'll be like, it is warmer, probably. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm like, I'm not sure know. how Timmy would I, take that. But, um. I, I'd be like, why, why is Corey at our door without telling us? <laughs> yeah. I'd get there, and I'd just be too afraid to knock, so I'd just... <laughs> sleep on your porch or your yard and you don't think we, we have a we have a door cam like a mm. camera bell a bell mm. camera or whatever whatever a doorbell camera bell cam, well good whatever. it makes yeah. it even weirder then <laughs> <laughs> no you become the weird one you're the one watching me sleep now that's weird <laughs> how do we get on this topic oh because he said i have no friend <laughs> that's, that's what happened anyway what are y'all playing lebron let's go with lebron because i'm mad at Corey. Uh, well um well, um, back on the Dead Space train, um, new game oh. plus, y'all. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had to, had to, because I, I want to, I really, really get in and see this, uh, this alternate ending uh, for the game uh, that the, uh, the developers, the, the it's, 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 it's original content at this point. So, uh, yeah, but there's some things you have to do, like you have to start collecting like marker statues, which, um, which you know, like, is like a unitology thing for the, uh, for the game, for, 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 for the uninitiated, um, and, uh, and yeah, so. That's what I'm doing right now. Just uh, more being more and more traumatized on the Ishimura, uh, and I'm also playing. I'm also just giving the GBA uh, retro uh, gaming, you know, like it's love right now on the Switch, because um, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, which that game is so fun. Like it's such a simplistic RPG. It, it, it's it it it's I, I feel like it's it's pure Nintendo, uh, and I, and I enjoy it. Um, and I'm also playing Metroid Fusion because, you know, like I'm 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 a big Metroid fan and, you know, like just having access to more Metroid games is always a thing um, as well as um, Metroid Fusion. And what's the other? What's what? Why am I? Why am I forgetting what the other game was? Um, why am I forgetting? Oh, I don't know. Um, There's only six wait, games no. on the on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. One. Yeah. You... Oh, oh, and, oh, and, oh, and I'm dabbling with the Minish Cap. Uh, the Minish Cap is not quite holding my attention like I thought it would because I did play it originally on the Game Boy Advance. I'm pretty sure I just got to stick with it and I'll, I'll find the magic in it. But you know, like um, right now it's just not, it's not, it's not doing it for me yet. And it's because uh, Zelda games, Zelda games like either it gets you right in the very beginning or you have to get in a couple of stages deep into it. Like Link's Awakening kind of had that problem where like you're into it right at the very beginning and then like kind of in the middle, it kind of like peters out for a moment and then towards the end, it picks back up. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you the Zelda fans are just going to be all up in my DMs tonight. Mm. Like, how dare he talk bad I, about, I about classic you, Zelda games? You know what yeah, I forgive you. Do you want to know my hot take? <laughs> I have a Zelda hot what's, take. That will, that what's your Zelda hot take? Um, I am not that interested in playing the original Zelda game. The Nobody original. is. The, the original Legend of Zelda. I'm not really that interested in playing I it. can't go back to it either, honestly. But what? if they remake it, remaster it i mean remake or remaster mm-hmm. actually remake because i've seen some of the fan done remasters and they're nice but still not enough to get me to play it i would play the original zelda if it looked like link's awakening on switch yes yeah yeah i would too but also i don't think anybody wants to play any any zelda on the nes anymore unless you like absolutely played it when you were you know a youngster right and like absolutely loved it then you don't need to start with link link to the past you're fine, and this isn't this isn't to poo on that. I understand those games were absolutely no. You're pooing on it. It's fine. The time they came out, just just because I don't want to play it doesn't mean they're bad or there's something wrong with them. They just don't appeal to me. No, Zelda mm-hmm. Two is pretty bad. Yeah. You said did you okay. say Zelda Two is perfect. 
No, I said Zelda Two is pretty bad. <laughs> oh, some some people love that one. Too. I know they're wrong, but it's fine. They've never played any other good video game ever. <laughs> oh my god, that's a hot take right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot take. Look, man, all I'm saying. What are you playing, Corey? Are you playing Zelda Two? Is that I why you're bringing this certainly up? am not playing Zelda Two. Uh, <laughs> I so. I'm playing Disney Dreamlight Valley. Shocker. Um, game's amazing. That's a shocker. This game's so good. Uh, but I am. I mean, I've been grinding away at Hogwarts Legacy to finish it by book club tomorrow. Um, it's the story is like it's it's cool, but like not there for the story. I'm just there to shoot wizards with dumb spells and fly on brooms and hippogriffs and you know do dumb stuff i'm not that i don't i don't be care a wizard about... harry yeah basically you're a hairy wizard uh <laughs> <laughs> when okay like in two was it like 2000 or 99 whenever the book first came out one of my friends i was on the phone with one of my friends a landline a cordless phone Ooh. A landline, cordless phone how old and are you she was t- grandma 34 um and she was like oh i need you to write down this book it's called harry potter and i remember spelling it like h-a-i-r-y because i thought she was talking about a harry potter man that's what's a potter hold on like wait is it like a person who's making pots and they're very hairy that's what i thought too like uh, i remember hearing like potterhead for the first time i was like what what are we talking about this is that. Oh is yeah. Oh yeah. That was an inside joke for a while too. If you didn't, yeah. Really? Pot Potterhead Pothead. Mm-hmm. Oh, Potterhead, okay. yeah. I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's not magic coming out of that wand. It's actually smoke. Does the dragon go puff as well in Hogwarts mm-hmm. Legacy? Mm. Yeah, actually, he makes you go puff in the beginning. Uh, oh. It's a, it's a, it sounds like a different different game we're playing. Uh, so I've been playing that. I've also I actually started playing Link's Awakening again because I realized I was so close to the end and I just stopped playing. And I've decided that uh, I think so. I, I played a ton of it when we went on vacation last summer and I got to the seventh dungeon and then I just stopped playing. And I think it's because a new season of Destiny. Yeah, because the new season of Destiny started and it was all pirate themed and I got excited for a mediocre at best season of destiny Wait, um were you at were you at the whale were you at the egg no oh because i i just picked it up a few weeks ago as well and i was at the very last dungeon and, mm. and beat it so i'm on the i'm i'm going that that'll be my game i play next week because there's no <laughs> there's no book club for a while uh i actually am trying to figure out man i so i don't play spooky games but our next our next book club game is resident evil 4 remake and uh oh wow i are you are you a resident evil person so i love resident evil 1 remake on gamecube Mm -hmm. but that's the only resident evil game i've ever played like seriously in for a ride Um, oh yeah you're in for a ride yeah the thing is is like i like the lore of resident evil like i keep up on the lore and like i will watch let's plays of resident evil i just i've never gone out of my way to play it although late last year 
They were all on sale, and I own every single Resident Evil game now because I told myself I'm going to play them. I the only one I don't own is Village because I'm sure it's going to be like twenty bucks in a couple months. Oh, yeah, yeah eventually it's going to be on sale. So, uh, plus, like, if I'm going to play them in order, I'm not going to buy eight when it's forty or sixty bucks. You know, yeah. uh, that's a goal of mine is to play them all. <coughs> so. Uh, but yeah, so I am preparing myself with some light and fluffy games before I go in and like, you know, want uh, to scare yourself shitless. Yes, yeah. yes. Are, do you have a phobia of um, chainsaws or people chasing you with chainsaws? I, so we actually had this discussion on After Dark at one point where like on like fears that are just I think it was an episode that Jesse was on where we were talking about things that we are irrationally scared of. And the two things I'm scared of the most are lawnmowers and chainsaws. Oh, well, at least one of those things is in Resident Evil. Well, Why lawnmowers out of curiosity? Because, man, there's a fast spinning blade on the bottom of it. What if it shoots out and like cuts your legs off? So, or okay, hold on, hold on. By that logic, then, are you afraid of your razor? Uh, no, because I'm not spinning my razor. But what about electric razors? I don't use an electric razor. Okay, okay. I use a, I use a five blade. So Gillette are you scared of the reason. blender? Yeah. Anything that has a fast moving blade. No, but pass. you're not putting your hand in the blender. No, but it's still scary. What if you drop something in there and then stop it? Just, stop it. You know, stop. just stop. saying stop. I'm just saying, uh, 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 look, OK, so the side tangent, one of my favorite shows of all time is Mad Men, and I will watch mm-hmm. every single episode of that show again, except for the episode where the guy gets his foot cut off by a lawnmower. <sighs> So it's like 30 seconds, dude. <laughs> I know, but I can't. Uh, it's gross. I, I didn't know that. Was, I mean, they I don't really show that. anything really kind of, but not really. But they do show the blood splatter all over the wall and all over everybody. They do, And it splatters on the on the yeah. ladies in the office as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Mad Men. So, OK, good. Don so you're afraid of fast moving blades. So were you terrified watching the movie Blade? I don't know if I've ever seen. I don't know if I've ever seen Blade. To be honest with you, I've seen. You've I've not seen, seen the Wesley Snipes vampire movie. Oh come You've on, that's not that one. That's not I, the worst thing I've seen it either. That's not the worst thing I've ever not seen. To be honest, I think that I don't. I barely know you, and that's already the oh, worst oh, thing that you've ever oh, done. Lord. Oh Lord! No, 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 no. I haven't. We have, we, we have like we have four other podcasts dedicated to like the fact that Corey has not seen like certain movies or certain TV shows. Like it's it's yeah. hola- oh and and let's not even talk about heard certain certain music. Hmm. Okay, yeah. if there's anything you should watch, make sure you watch Blade One and Two. Fuck the third movie, but watch those yeah, at least before. Yeah, watch like- those two at least before the Marvel one comes out in like two, three years. At the very least before then. Yeah, maybe. I like Wesley Snipes. I like, uh, what's the one he d- did with Sylvester Stallone? What's that movie? Uh, Demolition Man. Uh, uh, yeah, Demolition Man. I was thinking Lawnmower Man. That's I've never that's seen Demolition Man. Man. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a Academy Award winning movie or anything, but. You know, I've seen it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's, it's just, this is tongue in cheek fun sci fi movie. It's just, you know, but yeah, um, I guess be aware though, because there's a fast spinning blade. I mean, I can, I can <laughs> deal with it in like a comically hilarious fashion. I just like, 
there's a difference between something like Blade in that happening and something like Mad Men in that happening. You know, like it's okay. To me, I'm there's just a difference. Fun. That's really I all I'm doing. I know, I know, but like, <laughs> at my I mean, my fear, I, I do get squeamish. Mm-hmm. My oh, good, yeah. My fe- my fear is actually of like the real life object as opposed to like one that I see on TV. Although like mm-hmm. the stuff I see on TV is like uh, I'm glad it's not real. You know they're getting more re- realistic with shit these days. So I know that's, that's why I had kids. So all we do is watch Disney cartoons, and then I'm okay. It was really just <laughs> to escape my irrational fears of <laughs> scary things. Uh. Anyways. Uh, and I've also uh, been playing Super Mario 3D World uh, because I'm also on the last th- two worlds of uh, two levels of that game in the last world, and I also stopped playing uh, that. You so, and I have the same problem. We we yeah. we get super far into games and don't and don't come back to beat them. You and I have the same yeah. problem. And it's like I have two levels left, and I have uh, all I have to do is get the green coins in those levels, and I and then I'm done. Right. But it's two extremely difficult levels. And I just just like, I don't know if I want to play this right now. But I've gone back and I've done some of the easier levels to try to, you know, get my Mario skills back up. Uh, But yeah. Cool. So that's what I've been playing. Do we want to hit a topic real quick? We don't have time for both, I don't think, but we can hit one. Um. I guess uh, I didn't watch the let's last of us. You, guys about, want, you don't want to talk I about. I was going to say, let's not talk about Microsoft. Microsoft Activision. Let's not talk about them. Oh, why not? Okay. You haven't talked about that enough yet. Well, Vex kind of Vex kind of laid it down like earlier when with uh, with her mentioning like you know like nobody has nobody has all the you know the complete narrative. So like, why the fuck are we why the fuck are we bitching and moaning about it? I Honestly, know. I like just watch. I I like just watching like the, the two companies have like this little slap fight. I do. Crying Jim Ryan. Is he though? Is he though? I think I think Jim, I think Jim oh. is doing a pretty stand up job. Like you know, like defending like Sony's honor. Sony's honor. I'm just saying, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, you know. Uh, just oh. what, what whatever it is. I I just you know like I. I hope Microsoft wins just because. This is what I'm talking about, though. Look at this. (laughs) Microsoft is going to win. I know. That's why I don't know why they're wasting their money and time. Well, here's well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We don't we don't want we don't want them meddling so much to the fact that you know this deal this deal falls flat because then this because then like you know like Tencent will come along and say hey we'll throw the money at you and and then no one's going to even look at them seriously. They're just going to be like okay well we'll take the money. Yeah, I mean that's the scary thing, right? Is like. If Microsoft doesn't buy them, some giant, like either Embracer Group or some non American company, some non American company, yeah. I mean, and not that like Tencent, in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're already so invested in every other, or like the Saudi government, right? Like they're heavily invested in games Mm -hmm. as well. And they're like very scary people, Uh, the government, not the actual people. Uh, So, like, I just. I, I don't know. I would rather Microsoft buy them than someone else. I I don't really know how that would work. I don't know if like Activision would be treated as a Microsoft property or just as a subsidiary of Microsoft, right? But like I don't know. I feel like I feel like 
also like I feel like this is going to go through and Sony's just wasting their time and money with that they could be using that money on other things besides you know years of <laughs> of lawyers and fees and whatever else you know plus like ev- some of the things they're arguing they've already done themselves I mean they've they bought Bungie for what six billion dollars uh I mean seven billion yeah I mean not that that's like anywhere close to 68 billion but you know it's i mean even then they don't own bungie like bungie still has well, a lot of indiv- like individual independency well, there we go yeah well sony sony owns bungie but they're not a playstation studio is like the thing so they maintain a lot of their independence and they get to use sony's resources but uh you know because they, they're expanding very clearly <laughs> expanding into multimedia projects like uh, they hired a bunch of, of writers and developers uh, that did the uh, the League of Legends show on Netflix, Arcane, right? They hired a lot of those people. Uh, they hired a lot of animators who did that show specifically. They're, uh, they opened uh, a couple new publishers. And, uh, they opened a publishing arm in Europe, which is really close to PlayStation's European arm. Uh so Bungie's kind of like really expanding a lot <coughs> and also right. I mean, Bungie is also creating two multiplayer specific games. Um, mm-hmm. So, and also Sony wants to use Bungie's resources on multiplayer stuff on, on matchmaking and technology and everything that they've developed for destiny and halo over the years. Uh, so they actually got, I th- I actually think Bungie was probably worth more to them than seven or eight billion dollars right uh just based on the technology financially yes yes. financially yes there's a long-term goal there yeah 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 so uh but realistically like i don't know for for somebody who is (laughs) who primarily plays on xbox not that i'm a huge my uh, xbox fan in the way that like xbox fans should be xbox fans like i i like halo but i'm not in love with halo uh I, I just like the platform. I like the services they offer. I like Game Pass. I like their online infrastructure. I think their stores easier to navigate. Stuff like that. But the one thing Microsoft needs, and there can be an argument to be made here too, is like they need games. And they need kid-friendly games. They need uh, games that appeal to a, a mass audience. And they need <laughs> games that people care about. Uh, which right now, Microsoft really doesn't have a lot. Which is why they bought Bethesda in the first place, right? Because obviously Bethesda has a lot of games people care about. Uh, I don't know. Xbox has kind of become the developer or publisher of indies for me. That's their selling edge now. Because let's face it, when it comes to things like Call of Duty, it doesn't matter what console you're on. You can play it on any console. Yeah. So if like if most of the people buying a console, because here's the other thing that I think people are not factoring into the equation. At the end of the day, most of the people that pick a PlayStation or an Xbox are not playing the PlayStation and Xbox exclusives. Mm-hmm. They're playing things like FIFA, like Call of Duty, like Destiny that you can play mm-hmm. on any platform. Right. So factor that in. I don't mm-hmm. think it doesn't make financial sense for Microsoft to make Call of Duty exclusive. That's just mm-hmm. stupid. There's a lot of money lost if you do that. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it, and on if top they of may, it, if they may, just to go back to that point real quick before yeah. you move on. Yeah, Phil Spencer came out and said as much like 
it they they would lose so much money if they made Xbox or if they made Call of Duty exclusive because if you put it on Game Pass, you're not making enough money to make up for development costs. And the way that Activision churns out Call of Duty every year or now seemingly every other year now, right? Because I think the, the thing is we're gonna put out a, a mainline title every other year and a Warzone pack every other year. Um and so he came out and said it would be financially irresponsible for us to make it exclusive. Well, the fact that he had to come out and say that and nobody put two and fucking two together blows my mind, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> like well, well, from day well, one. <laughs> well, what the problem is though is like there is like is like they're doing un- they're they're doing stuff that kind of breaks precedent because like you know like for example like uh like like Redfall, Starfield, and all these other games were like basically going to be multi-platform before like the acquisition happened. And as soon as the acquisition happened, you know like all of a sudden these games were no longer available, and you actually had you actually had sex of the gaming community that were kind of upset because like hey like I was actually planning on getting this for my console, and now I can't get it because like I don't have the 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 competitor console or I don't have a top end PC is going to play the games properly and stuff like that. So like, you know, like that was, I feel like that was actually a real fear that, you know, like Sony and Jim Ryan, you know, like were able to cash in and monopolize on when they started making their, their pleas to the, um, to the, uh, you know, the FTC and the, um, and the European commissions and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so a real, there- it's a real thing. It's a real thing because I plan, well, if, I have a, I have a nice ass gaming PC, so but I I was playing on, I I wanted to play Redfall, so you know like if I didn't have a nice ass PC, I would I would have to play it on that thing if it was still coming to that thing. So the this I feel like this is a a piece of information that a lot of people forget. It even said when they acquired Bethesda that or, or Zenimax Studios, I should say, because it was the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. It says in the decision and everything that existing IPs would stay multi-platform and any new and mm-hmm. in-development IPs could be chosen by the purchaser to yeah. become exclusive or not. So well, that's why you still have... The only one I disagree on, which doesn't make sense to me, is Elder Scrolls Six. Well, I don't know why they decided to go back on that one. Well, they said legacy IP, which means like Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout 76, and then update versions of the games that are already there. Uh, I listened there we to go. An, so, I listened I listened to an interview with Phil Spencer on Xbox On, which is owned by Xbox, but you know, it's just like a promotional <laughs> thing. But he came out and said, like, when we said that, you know, we chose our words carefully there because we didn't want people to think that, you know if they develop a new doom, you know, it would be multi-platform automatically, but also he did say that it would be a case by case basis and they would do what made sense for the IP. Now I think you do something like Starfield and Elder Scrolls six exclusively because it's going to draw people to your console. I don't think doom though. It's great, right? I don't think that's an, that's a system seller for anybody, you know? No, it isn't. No. Because I think a lot of um, but people... Yeah, want- no, it even says in the legal filing, like outside mm-hmm. of what Phil Spencer says, because even Philly Spence has his moments, right? But it even says in the legal filing, the wording is right there. It's just nobody mm-hmm. chooses to to read that, I feel. And then the article after article comes out and then people believe this over that, right? So... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, okay, they, well, I'd, they I'd, choose I'd, their I'd, words. I'll be the first to admit. I'll be the first to admit. I didn't read all the legal lists, eh? I did not. That's okay. <laughs> Shocker. That's Most people don't. Yeah. <laughs> No. And that's why you have all these fanboys arguing with each other on the internet because people just you know, read a headline. I don't fucking care because, like, at the end of the day, I still have ways to play Xbox games. If they, yeah. they wind up not being on PlayStation, I still have ways to play Xbox games. So it doesn't fucking yeah. matter to me, you know. 
Like yeah. I'm just trying I'm just trying to be a champion for like the shit that's right though. And you know, like right yeah. now, like you know, the optics do not look like it's going to go in like everybody's favor. Hey, you're looking at a person who played Doom and Wolfenstein 2 on the Switch. Okay, so whatever. It's kind of weird weird flex, but okay. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there's ways to play those games that uh, you know, <laughs> it's weird. Look. I yeah, never mind. I'm just gonna Yeah, yeah, there. you don't need to explain that one. It explains itself. Yeah. Um, but no, I just I read through all of those stuff because I was doing the the podcast, right? And it's just mm-hmm. like there's no way that what these people are all saying is accurate to what's actually in there. So mm-hmm. that's all. Yeah. Well they just they just I mean, ninety nine percent of the people that pay attention to this stuff are just gonna yell and scream because they're fans of the platform and they just want you know the console wars to exist and win and blah and it's just like man just let it go just let it go and what about poor nintendo in this console call, war? don't worry Where call they? call of duty's coming to nintendo in the next 10 years guys <laughs> so. you want me to get started on this do you no. want me to get started on this no <laughs> I don't. Celeste and Corey okay. know, like I like Celeste and Corey know, like I I will get up I will get up on like a high ass soapbox with the punch Nintendo in the nose. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, look, as much as I as much as I I love my Switch, yes, there are let, very let's, let, let's move very specific games that I d- do not recommend. Uh, so Nintendo games and indie games work great. Other games. Even some Nintendo games. I mean, look at Pokemon. That game is a mess. Still a mess. So the uh, Scarlet and Violet that just mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. Did you see the newest patch is wiping saves? Hmm? I heard. I did see that in a headline. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's. I don't own a Switch, so I don't really mm. follow the development stuff as much for wow, that. For that. One one of those people exist. I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay, yeah. this maybe I should save this for after dark, but oh, no. there's a very specific reason why I don't have a switch and I don't mm. want to offend any of your potential listeners. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. That HD rumble is very powerful. We had to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, All right, I, I want to. Thank uh, Vex. Thank you for joining us tonight. This was super fun. Uh, I'm pleasure. glad. Sometimes, sometimes you know, when you have guests, you don't, you don't know, especially people you don't know. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, trust but, me, I know. There's a lot of people out there that will show up on like podcasts and stuff, and they're just like, yeah, dude, what the fuck do I do with this? I, <laughs> you're giving me nothing to work with. This is tame me, if anything. I'm a little quiet tonight. <laughs> um. <laughs> Thank, thank you, though, for for taking the time to come on and, and hang out with us. It, it was really cool. You want to tell everybody where they can find you again, uh, just so they can find you and your content and stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Vex Electronica, and you can find me on YouTube at it's either Vex Electronica or Vex underscore Electronica. But I mean, it's one of those. You'll you'll see you'll notice if there's a bunch of gaming videos there, <laughs> and you'll be able to find me. <laughs> on Spotify and stuff like that, uh, March twenty seventh, uh, my gaming podcast, The Split Screen, launches officially nice. that day. Split Screen, that's a cool nice. name. It's a cool name. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, link links to your stuff will be in our show notes as well. So, um, yeah, it's just a click away, everybody. 
Celeste, thank you for your time tonight. Also, uh, I know your time is uh, precious, especially at this hour. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I, I'm in Central Time, but um, they tease me that I'm secretly 80 years old because mm. I go to bed before 10 usually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I had to be up in the morning, I would also be in bed by now, to be fair. So I don't even blame you there. <laughs> See, Vex is just better and better the more she talks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So I thank you for letting me embrace my grandma ways. That's what we do. No we don't discriminate here. I like Werther's original. Mm. I do too, in all honesty. And I like those hard yogurt fruit candy things too. <gasps> oh, Cream no. savers. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Okay. And it's... I bake cookies on the weekend. Oh, <gasps> no. Okay. Um, <laughs> this episode's going to be uh, previewed in nursing homes coming soon. Uh, and I bring them to my neighbors. <laughs> I actually did do that last summer, actually. I baked a bunch of muffins and I gave it to all my neighbors. Oh, no. I can't even We're going to be at the same old folks' home somewhere. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Leron, help. Uh, I, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of the Boss Rush Podcast. You can follow us at Boss Rush Network, at Boss Rush Podcast. Uh, you can also find all of our content on BossRush.net. Thank you, Vex. Thank you, Celeste. Thank you, Laron, for your time. And thank everybody for watching and are listening. Until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. The Boss Rush Podcast is a product of Boss Rush Media, LLC, and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. This show is produced, written, and directed by me, Corey Dierick. My co-hosts are Stephanie Klimov, Laron Dawkins, and Edward Varnell. You can find Stephanie at Klimov underscore author on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the EXPcast. You can find Leron at Exodus803 on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, and also on Crossroads, the video game podcast. You can find Edward at ThatRetroCode on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting Nintendo Power Block. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IamCoreyInHD, and find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast, and co-hosting Nintendo Power Block. Find the Boss Rush Podcast on all social media platforms at Boss Rush Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.